Coming up, I'm live from the Arad Town Hall ahead of the Resilience Project's community session. Chalambar Golf Club's newly appointed general manager will share his vision for the club and Lauren Dempsey from our PCP joins me to discuss the need to allow vegetables on the barbie. You're listening to Arat's Latest with local journalist Jack Ward. Hello and welcome. I'm coming to you live this afternoon from the Arat Town Hall, my first broadcast outside of my home studio, which is very different, but good difference so far. And the reason for this is the Resilience Project, which is in town today, tomorrow and Wednesday. Right now, our local teaching staff from all our local public schools and St Mary's, kindergarten teachers, sporting club leaders and local employers and employees are taking part in a staff session with presenter Martin Heppel, who we're going to hear from in just a moment. Then at 7 o'clock tonight, 500 locals are going to pack the Arat Town Hall for the community session. There's a still a few tickets available, only 10, so you need to jump on there if you're still wanting to grab one. There's quite the buzz around town as the Resilient Arat campaign begins. The Resilience Project facilitator Martin Heppel joins me now. Martin, thank you for sitting down with me. For someone who doesn't know what the Resilience Project is, how do you explain it to them? Uh, basically, we provide programs. We're in the preventative space, firstly. Um, so we provide emotionally um, engaging programs and we talk about gratitude, empathy, kindness, mindfulness and basically the strategies that we can put into play to support ourselves when dealing with adversity. And so as I said at the very beginning, stress we're in the preventative space, but that's what we do. So we work with primary school kids, um, secondary, corporate, elite sport and then obviously the staff, teachers and parents and communities. So that's all over Australia and we're really fortunate to be able to do it. And you're about to go to the staff session now, but looking ahead to the community session tonight, what can people expect? Basically, it, a genuine person being up there sharing uh, strategies that they can put into play. It's positive psych. So it's basically looking at strategies, you know, originating from Martin Seligman and Barbara Ferguson, who are positive psych gurus in the States. But it's also about the things, the, I suppose, the emotions that we get when we're doing things for others as well, our mindset, uh, when we're experiencing difficulties and, um, and being able to be aware that also we're not alone. I think that's the key. I think a lot of the times when we go into um, any area, it's people believe that they're on their own when they're not, when they're dealing with maybe trauma, dealing with any adversity, and the importance of speaking to one another, helping one another out and being aware of that, that it's really important to do so. You're not weak, you're not inferior, you know, less of a human being than anyone else, you, me or anyone else. It's just that particular moment you benefit from some external support. And if a local was to take one thing away from the session tonight, what would you hope that that would be? Um, just the strategies they can put into place to help them. I mean, that's the key. I mean, you know, I talk about gratitude, as I said, empathy, kindness, mindfulness, but it's about them walking away knowing that uh, there's things that they can do to support themselves, but also the power of talking about it. That's cr critical. And you're going to be doing some sessions with our local schools in the next two days. Yep. How important is instilling the Resilience Project's principles into our young people? Well, I mean, with the data, and it's not data, they're kids, but... All you see around Australia is basically you've got one in seven primary school kids who are dealing with, you know, whatever it may be. It could be anxiety, it could be disruptive thoughts, school refusal. And then when we get adolescence, it, it spikes again. So it's about giving these kids from the get-go an ability to know what to do when they're dealing with adversity. We want our children to be independent. Uh, children to be independent need to know what to do. 
It's about giving them exposure to that in the right ways, uh, knowing how they can flip their moods, how they can deal with it, um, but also about, again, trusting the outcomes. So trusting the outcomes, what I referred to before, about talking. Uh, a lot of kids don't talk because they fear the consequences. They're worried about judgment. Status is really important for a kid. They want to fit in. Uh, they want to belong. And quite often they don't talk because they're fearful of the consequences to those status you know, being impacted. So it's about them also knowing that they can trust the outcome. They can talk to their teachers. They can talk to their parents and their parents will support them so with their teachers. Resilient Ararat campaign, I guess, is what it's called here in Ararat, and it's a whole community approach. How do communities, I'm sure you've seen communities do a similar thing, how do they keep the momentum and the importance of the message continuing after the sessions this week? Yeah, look, I mean, I was up in Horsham, I think, last year in Store as well. Wonderful communities, as is Ararat. It's about everyone. I think the key is a message being consistent. Everyone understands the message and then buying in. Leadership, we're all leaders. Every single one, you're a leader, mate. Look at what you're doing right now. This, I'm not joking, mate. It's unbelievable what you're doing. All right, but that's awesome. So it's about getting every single member of our at in the community, knowing that they're leaders, knowing that they can drive this, knowing that they can check in with their friends, with their daughters, with their sons, with their nieces, with their nephews, knowing that they can check in with the teachers to know that they are okay, that they're not alone, but also there's things that we can do. Every now and again, we need a reminder. A reminder is not a bad thing. You know, you probably peak when you get reminded about your room being messy, but there's a reminder about touch and base. You know, community, connection, connection's huge. There's a lot of research about how we're disconnecting. When I go to a lot of rural areas, um, we jump on Facebook instant, we think we're connected with our friends, but we don't get off our backsides and go see them. And they're 15, 20, maybe even 100K down the road, but just that face-to-face -face contact is massive. It's huge for you. So I suppose it's about everyone um, in the Arat community knowing the message, knowing that they can do it, supporting one another with the challenges that will come from it. It's not going to be, you know, it doesn't happen straight away. You have to focus on the increments, the small, the small wins that you get. But through time, if they do persist like any habit, it can be formed and when um, maintained, that's when they'll get the benefits from it. And 500 people are hopefully going to walk away with that message today. So thanks so much for your time, Martin. No, thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Pleasure to meet you. Many local businesses have gotten on board with the Resilient ARAC campaign, attending sessions today. One business owner has been invested for quite some time and that, is, that person is Sarah Holland from ARAC Skinco. She's been a part of the working group helping bring the project to our community. I caught up with her this week. Last year I went to the Resilience Project in Ballarat and I walked away on cloud nine. There was just so many aspects that touched in with myself. Um, Today's day and age, unfortunately, we aren't grateful for the things that we have and we are constantly worried about what's next and I felt that that's a huge aspect um, that we can all improve on. And so I reached out to Tim Harrison, who was our CEO or who is our CEO of the council, and he then um, let me know that there was already a working group. So that's when I joined forces with them. And you, you see a lot of, meet a lot of people throughout the community. Do you think this is something that the community really needs? Definitely. There is no second guessing about that. Um, unfortunately, as I said, this day and age, we're all very busy. We're all constantly stressed and worried. And if we can just practice these couple of elements on a daily basis, we'll all live a much happier life. Um, I'm going to have a chat to Arat 800 Primary School Principal Ryan Oliver about his school's involvement coming up later on in the show because students are also a major part of Martin's visit as we heard a little earlier. But right now, the Arat Chalambar Golf and Bowls Club has recently appointed a new manager. Bonaventure Ty has stepped into the role, having worked at places such as Flemington Racecourse, the St Albans Sports Club and four to five star hotels. He spoke with me about his vision for the Social and Sport Hub this week, but he didn't want to go into too many details about his secret plans. 
Bonavent, thanks for joining me. What's brought you to Ararat? Oh, just the excitement. I think um, uh, the, the facility itself, what it presents, it's uh, uh, it's, it's a, an amount, probably one of the most uh, premium sporting precincts in, in one of the regional places that I've actually played on. I, I actually had a bit of a hit today, and um, oh, the, the greens are just in immaculate form. The bowling green, the, the sporting precinct itself as a whole, um, credit to, to to my grounds team for maintaining the, the quality of it. Um, but yes, you know, there's a bit of challenge that lies ahead of ourselves and I'm excited to be um, right in the thick of it for sure. What do you think you'll bring to the role of manager of the golf club? Um, uh, a bit more presence, leadership, direction, uh, efficiency and quality. Um, that's, that's, I, that's what I intend to, to bring to the club. Um, hopefully with the years of experience um, that I've encountered uh, over the period, um, hopefully I can um, endorse those here and uh, and love to see the club um, success uh, succeed um, in the future, in the long, not as long so distant future. This opportunity here at the Challenbar Golf Club presented itself, and uh, yeah, I uh, I came out, had a had a look at the place, had uh, a bit of an experience of my own, and and felt that um, I think with my level of uh, experience and um, enthusiasm and drive. Um, we can certainly turn this club around. I would say, yes, engagement is probably um, uh, one, of, one of our challenges or, or shortfalls at this point in time. Um, and that's no fault of anybody's. Um, it's, it's a shame such facility is, um, you know, have uh, taken those, those tough heats, those tough heats. Um, but in saying that, full credit to everybody um, inclusive of its members, um, the staff, the directors, for keeping the club um, running as even during those tough times. But what lies ahead of us, um, and I'm not going to give away too many of my secrets, but there are some, some new initiatives that I'm working behind the scenes, um, hopefully to hit uh, um, and be introduced to the general market and so not so, uh, not so far distant uh, future. So... No, I'm excited. I'm really excited to be part of this, for sure. Is there any plans at the moment that, yes, you can talk about public or publicly or things you are looking to incorporate um, into the club? I think the, the most important one for me, Jack, is really just getting the basic fundamentals right. Um, uh, that's uh, first and foremost for any, for any successful uh, uh, business um, or facilities of this nature. Uh, it's important to have the right mechanism, the right modules, um, and strategies to work towards um, executing those strategies and, and modules as well, and that, that's probably the big the big thing for us. Um, but it's not, uh, you know, it's not uh, unachievable. Um, I'm confident that it can be achieved. And there are many aspects of the club. We've got the bowls, the golf, the pokies, the meals. Um, is there any focus, or are they all? Look, the greatest. Uh, our, our, my big focus at the moment really is to improve the hospitality experience from when food is delivered or any of our products are delivered to the door, um, to the plate, to the customers. Um, that, that's, that's the probably most important element of, um, of our business um, and I'd like, to, well, I'd like to keep in around that. Um, although I've worked in a lot of gaming venues, um, but what people seek for is quality, consistency, 
and a memorable experience. I'm actually quite um, quite pleased with the offering, the quality, um, the quality of our products, uh, the consistency of our products. Um, all we're really um, focusing on is refining. Uh, maybe have our own little twist. Um, again, I won't give too much of those, but um, you know, be renowned for specific products. Um, and I know everybody does palmers out, and it seems to be the um, the the national cuisine um, of choice. Who doesn't love a palmer? Who doesn't love a palmer, right? Um, but uh, it's it's having that slight point of difference um, that sets us apart from you know from our uh, direct competitors. Say five years from now, where would you like to see the club? Oh, thriving, Jack. Um, you know, uh, my. Um, my key objective really is to to set the um, Chalambar Golf and Bowls Club as the number one premier um, sporting precinct in in regional. Um, that's that's my focus. Chalambar is one to watch, and Bon also said that supporting our community groups, teams, and schools is also high on his priority. have a story? Are you or someone you know holding a community event? I want to know what you know about local issues and upcoming events. Contact Ararat's Latest via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or email Ararat'sLatest at gmail.com. Your story may instigate a community discussion, help a local organisation and importantly, keep locals informed. On a Saturday morning, if you walk down Barclay Street, you might stop to grab a sausage and bread from our local Lions Club, add some onion and or tomato sauce, but what you won't find is any other vegetable. Onion is the only vegetable allowed to be served at public barbecues, and that's something the Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership wants to change. Health Promotion Coordinator Lauren Dempsey joins me now. Lauren, the Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership is calling on the state government to allow community groups to serve a variety of vegetables at public barbecues instead of just onion. Where has this idea come from? Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, I guess. Um, we kind of came through it in an obscure way. It was actually um, someone at Bendigo that picked it up. They have an um, organisation there called Healthy Greater Bendigo and they work with the local government. Um, and it was someone from local government, one of the environmental health officers, that saw that this was um, happening. They were looking for recommendations um, for some changes to the classification system um, and then kind of just found a bit of a gap, really, and took the opportunity to jump on board. And, and you've sent in a submission. What vegetables are you wanting to allow? Well, um, yeah, it's an interesting one because at the moment only onions allowed and that's something that probably like ourselves as an organisation and um, a lot of people, I guess, don't realise that that's, technically that's all that's um, provided at the moment. So we're just looking to increase the options so people can cook other things on the barbie like um, some people like to do corn on the cob, like to do, um, you know, mushies or... Um, tomatoes when it comes to maybe a brunch or something as well so it's just trying to really um, increase the range of what's provided but also um, keeping what's existing too. And what do you th- what do you think the state government's got against vegetables is it just that no one's brought this up before do you think that's the issue? Uh, yeah I think that's definitely the case it's potentially just oversight um, and it's something that they haven't considered before and now obviously with um, all the healthy options and you know, the need for um, healthier options that exist and that's been talked about um, more broadly by community and organisations. Um, it's a good time to jump on board. So, yeah, really just um, a gap within 
um, what currently exists around the classification system and um, yeah, but I think they're open to looking at our recommendations, which is great. Has there been any response from the community? Do you think residents will opt for a healthier option if it is available? Yeah, well, I think so. We've, we've had um, a massive response really from across the state. Um, a number of community groups and health organisations have got on board and provided some letters of support as well to back our submission um, and the recommendations and the recommendations of Healthy Greater Bendigo. So it's been quite quite good so far. Um, Organisations like Cancer Council and the Obesity Policy Coalition have got on board because they've um, received our submission and have written a letter as well. I think with community groups, there might have been a misunderstanding more broadly um, when it came to an article that was published recently, thinking that we wanted to ban sausages completely, and that's definitely not the case. So we're just looking to have what's existing and just provide more option, really. So... Um, as you said, something that people probably weren't aware they couldn't do, but now we'd just like to make some minor tweaks to what's existing so they can have a variety of options, really. Brilliant. Well, I look forward to seeing the result. And Lauren, while I've got you on the phone, the Resilience Project is coming on Monday. From Grampian's Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership's view, how exciting is this for the community? Yeah, we're actually really excited. We've been um, you know, in talks with a number of organisations who are supporting it for a while now to try and get it to the Ararat and broader community. Um, and we're really excited to have it here. It promotes so many great messages around resilience and around you know, supporting young people in our community, supporting a broader community. And from our organization's perspective, it's that whole of community approach and the um, partnerships that are existing to create sustainability and really yeah, support our community to be more resilient and um, men- mentally healthy. And there's been a lot of communities that have done community projects and this sort of thing. Do you think it's going to be hard to keep the momentum going after the project's been here on Monday? Uh, well, I think the, there's a working group that's been involved behind the scenes for a number of years, really, to pull this together. So I think um, the investment from um, a number of organisations that exist, you know, schools are on board, the um, Victoria Police are on board, Central Grampians Land. You know, there's a number of broad organisations that um, really want to make this happen and keep it sustainable within the community. Um, and we have another um, a number of things available in future to keep driving that momentum, you know, a comms plan um, as well as training opportunities to increase people's um, skills in that area. So I think it's something that will definitely be existing in the community for a long time. 73 people voted on this week's Your Say poll and the question was, did you know that onions are the only vegetable allowed to be served at public barbecues? Quite a light question this week, but I was interested to see the results and 73% of people said they didn't know, whilst 27% said yes, they did know. Moving on now, as mentioned earlier, I am broadcasting live today from the Town Hall because the Resilience Project is in town. The community session is coming up and a part of the focus with the Resilience Project is local schools. Arad 800's primary school has been one of those with their principal a part of the working group. Arad 800 primary school principal Ryan Oliver joins me now. Ryan, why has 800 got involved with this project? Well, Jack, I think, um, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a school, we, we figure that we're a, a fairly strong um, a community-based organisation and, and we, we feel our connection to community is something that we can... Um, really channel to make a difference um, through this project and 
it's something that I think as a, as a certainly as a staff um, and as school council, we feel resilience is something that we, we value um, and we can only see, you know, long-term benefits for not only our, our students, but the, the community as a whole. So I, some people look at mindfulness and this sort of thing and think it's a bit airy-fairy. Are your staff really open to this? I'm, I'm really lucky to have a really wonderful staff here at 800 and, and a lot of us are um, fairly well researched in the area of mindfulness and the, the evidence speaks for itself. Mm. Um, a lot of us practice mindfulness meditation on a regular basis as, as I do myself um, and, and I can attest to, to the benefits of not only um, my mental health but, but certainly my, my family's um, as a flow-on effect. So Look, we, we, we really value um, that as a, as a particular practice for, you know, supporting the mental health and good mental health practices in, in young children. And, and we're certainly open to um, you know, anything that's research-based that's, um, that's going to improve any outcomes for our kids. How, as a school, are you going to continue uh, what's implemented during the sessions with students after the resilience projects in town? Yeah, so we, we, we understand that the Resilience Project is, is going to act as a, as a bit of a catalyst to, to really gain, to, you know, to generate some momentum for us. Um, a good thing is we've had staff that, um, attend PD or professional development, sorry, um, over the last 12 months around different uh, mindfulness and meditation practices. Um, and we've actually trialled um, running different um, different sessions with our kids, um, both as, as whole groups and small groups. So we, um, we've we got a, a wonderful team of staff here who are going to implement um, regular mindfulness sessions across our PA system at school. And um, through the, the resilience process, the project, we, we, we're lucky to have um, been the recipient of a number of great resources that we're going to um, explore and plan and implement on, on a regular basis. So we, we feel we're pretty well equipped as a team to, to drive this, uh, this initiative forward. You're saying students have already kind of had a taste of mindfulness and, and the practices like that. What has their reaction mm. been so far? Yeah, it's been really great. Um, so, you know, traditionally, um, you know, a grade five, six cohort of students, for example, um, you know, we did a few uh, meditation sessions with them towards the end of last year and it was really evident um you know at the end of lunchtime and a lot of them have been you know running around um you know playing competitive games and things like that that um quite often they can come back into the classroom heightened and you know do a, med a quick meditation with them or a mindfulness session and actually asking the kids well how did they find that what did they notice about you know the ambience or the feeling in the room and and and, and many of them were able to notice how calm they felt but but and also how calm you know sort of the feeling was within the room after a mindfulness session was completed. And that obviously enables them to, to concentrate on, on, on learning, which is, you know, what we're here for. And um, so once they saw that there's an effect like that and there's a, there's a tool or a key that's enabling them to, to, to be present, set and correct and ready to, to learn, um, they're all very empowered and, and quite, quite enjoyed it and we're looking forward to further sessions. What's the buzz from parents? Are they looking forward to this as well? Yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, so we've got uh, you know a number of parents who who have registered for the Resilience Project evening, which is fantastic. And um, our our school council met last night, and we're all very um, very supportive of of you know the movements in in this direction in the mental health space. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to to working with our parent community on um, you know sort of being really open about about what we're doing at a school based um, a school based practice, and also sort of encouraging people to, to explore, um, you know, some of, the, some of the practices around gratitude, empathy and mindfulness at home.
The community of Wallora are having quite a busy time at the moment. The Farm to Pub was held on the weekend and this Sunday coming another event is being held. That's the Wallora Healthcare Outdoor Market. Market Coordinator Jan Laidlaw says there's lots to look forward to. We are really excited to have our local markets next this coming Sunday. It's a wonderful family fun day. We look, we're looking to provide a boutique market with lots of local wares, homemade produce, mm-hmm. fun for the children with entertainment, jumping castles, trackless trains, mini golf, entertainment and lots of fun food to have. And how many um, stall holders, holders are you expecting? We're expecting 45 to 50 stall holders, which is a really good number to keep it small and uh, make sure that all our stall holders do well and everybody has lots of lovely produce to buy. What's the support been like in previous years for the market? Both the local and the wider community have supported us really well. We get uh, terrific numbers, not just from Wallora, Ararat and beyond. And likewise with our stallholders, they travel from afar, uh, from up from Nil, South Australia, down near the coast at Warrnambool, as well as lots of local producers that we love to encourage. All the funds that we raise going to go to support the residents and the hospital at the lo- in the local Wallora community. We've got a wonderful 20-bed facility that helps with aged and acute care and all our funds going to support those residents and any of their extra needs. Be sure to head out to Alora on Sunday. The market runs from between 10am and 2pm at, uh, at the grounds adjacent to the Wallora Healthcare on Delacombe Way. Also this week, we of course got the Resilience Project community session tonight. I've just checked and there is about 10 tickets left. So if you want a ticket, head over to the Resilient Hour at Facebook page and click on the link to the Eventbrite page and book your tickets. You don't want to miss it. I'm hearing the staff in there and they sound like they're having a great time learning lots. So no doubt the community session will be a, a great event for locals as well. There's a Digital Marketing and Social Media 101 workshop on Thursday at the Hour at RSL. And that kicks off at 10 a.m. There's also a Facebook for Small Business Workshop on the same day at the RSL at 2. And don't forget the Grampians Music Festival is on this weekend in Halls Gap. We heard from Festival Director Carly Flecknow a couple of weeks ago. So please be sure to head out there and enjoy some great music and support local tourism as well. And the festival runs on Friday and Saturday and you can head over to their Facebook for more specific details. And that brings me to the end of today's show, live from the Town Hall. We've heard a lot about resilience in Ararat today and I'm looking forward to tonight's session. And it's been great to be broadcasting out in the community. I've spoken to a lot of people who've come to the staff session. No doubt I'll see a lot more tonight in the community session. So I look forward to more of these out in the community in the future. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday. This was Ararat's Latest.